Our Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. Happy Wednesday to you. It's Wednesday, March the 6th. Um, I want to talk to y'all a little bit. Well, first segment, we're going to talk about last night's game. Um, I did two radio hits yesterday um, before the game, and um, things kind of played out the way I think they they should play out in order for the 76ers to be successful this year or in the playoffs or for the rest of the season. Um, In the second segment, I want to talk about the Chicago Bulls a little bit. In the third segment, just want to talk about you know, this trip right here and and what's going on. For me, just give me a little insight. Um, I did not cover last night's game. Um, You know, my boss wanted me to, well, he suggested, you know, hey, it's playing on back-to-back nights. Um, Why don't you go to Chicago a day early to rest up so you won't rush? And, um, you know, I, I, I agreed to it. And uh, I just want to talk to y'all a little bit about the day-to-day stuff that, you know, the beat writers go through. But the game is more important than that. So let's talk about last night's game. You know, the the 76ers, you know, beat the Orlando Magic 114 to 106. They improved to 41 and 23. The Magic dropped 30 and 36 with the loss, right? Um... I mean, this is impressive for the Sixers. They extended their streak of games with at least 100 points to 27 straight. I mean, that dates back to when they beat the Clippers on New, on, on New Year's Day. And that streak, the 27-game streak, is also the longest active streak in the league. And it's tied for the second longest that any team has posted this season behind Golden State. You know, with uh, when Golden State won, well, scored 100 points in 32 consecutive games. So when you think about it, the Sixers are like, as much as people go up and down and as much as, you know, we talk about the miscues that they're having, we talk about the injuries, they're doing something right. Now, I know a lot of it has to do with the pace and, you know, uh, getting up and down. But at the same time, that's an impressive feat to me. Now, when you look at Jimmy Butler, again, I said I wasn't at the game. It was funny. I actually watched it. Um, Went out to a restaurant to get something to eat. And um, <laughs> I had my, my phone, and I watched it on my phone. Thank God for the league pass. But I watched it on my phone. And anyway, so you look at Jimmy Butler, and I'm listening to Twitter, and I'm hearing people say, oh, my gosh, what's up with him? He's not doing anything. And I kept thinking, like, if he doesn't do anything in the fourth quarter, that's when we- you guys have a problem. 
Well, Jimmy came alive in the fourth. He scored eight of his 14 points in the fourth quarter. You know, and me, I said this yesterday on, on Mikey Miss's show, and I also said this on, you know, the the, the great uh, sports show on 97.3. Um, I love going on there with the guys. Hell to pit, by the way. Yeah, the host there is uh, <laughs> a West Virginia grad. Hell to pit, brother. But anyway, when the Sixers, I found out when when they're successful, and it has to remain this way when Joel Embiid comes back. But Tobias Harris typically has to have a good first quarter. He has to have score at least anywhere from eight or more points, in my opinion. He has to be active, right? He has to be aggressive. He has to get it going. Because what Tobias Harris does is he's opened things up for everyone else. Now, J.J. Reddick was playing out of his mind, out of his mind. But Tobias Harris had nine first quarter points. So I'm like, okay, they're on to something. They're on to something, you know. And then what happened is, you know, Jimmy Butler, I mean, you know, he didn't do anything in the first half. Anything. He had six points through three quarters. But then when the game was basically on the line, it became Jimmy Butler time. And his teammates accept that. They know that. You know, Tobias has already had his touches. He was doing what he was doing. And they wanted to win. And they know that ISO Jimmy is is a good Jimmy. So, you know, he only took 10 shots this game. And I get it. But, you know, you look at him and he's saying that, hey, I'm doing my role. Now, would it be best if he had more points? Sure. But then when you look at it, it's, it's kind of like we're talking about their starting five. And great game by Amir Johnson. J.J. Redick had 26 points. Tobias Harris had 21 points. Ben Simmons, 16 points. Butler, 14. And Amir Johnson, 13. Now, I get what people saying. You got to do more. You have to. You can't be the silent assassin. I mean, or you just can't be silent if you want to be an assassin. I mean, you got to show up. You got to do this. But. There's also a time when, yeah, he can have more points. But there's all there's also a time where, you know, you're looking at J.J. Reddick getting off. You look at Tobias getting off. Amir had it working. Sometimes it's best to take a back seat until called upon. Now, I get what people are saying, but you have to understand that he's trying to fit in, and he knows when the fourth quarter comes, is his time. 
That's it. He knows when the fourth quarter comes at his time. The question is, how is all this going to work out when MB comes back? Because everyone's touches are going to go down a little bit when Joel comes back. Now, shout out to Amir. You know, Amir Johnson had 13 points. He played well. My thing is, Vucevic had another double-double. The all-star, Nick Vucevic from Orlando Magic. The guy that every time he used to bake the six and everybody said, oh, why did they trade him? Why did they trade him? I questioned that a couple times too, early on. But here's the thing about Vuce. He shot five for 15. So Amir did a pretty good job on him when he was in there. So, you know, I think that everything looked good for the Sixers. I'm not mad at Jimmy Butler for turning it on in the fourth quarter. I can see where some of y'all are saying he needs to get more shot attempts earlier than that. But he closed out the game. Everyone was happy. And he did his job. And the only thing is, I'm just waiting to see how this all works out when Joel and B gets back. All right, y'all, in the second segment, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Chicago Bulls. You know, whenever I um, think of the Bulls, I think of young, scrappy guys. I think of, you know, young guys who are, I mean, they kind of, who are going to be stars, like Zach Levine. Like, I really like his game. You know, I know... There's some people say, oh, man, he can't shoot. He can't do this. He can't do that. Well, he's been balling lately. I mean, you look at their starting lineup, the starting lineup last night. Last night they lost to the the Indiana Pacers. The Pacers, man, talking about them, they just don't want to go away. I mean, I keep thinking the Sixers are going to overtake them, you know, and then, oh, they won again. So the Sixers, the Pacers are... 42 and 23. The Sixers are 41 and 23. The Pacers are in third place. The Sixers are a half a game back, and they're in fourth place. Right? Um, this is win tonight. I think the Pacers are off tonight. They play they play Thursday, so a win tonight. The Sixers will. Um, I think yeah they they would be. They the Sixers will be tied with them. Record-wise, but the Sixers would have the advantage because of they have the se- I mean, they have the advantage of the season series. Now they'll play again on on Sunday, and so you know we'll, we'll take it from there. But the Sixers, I mean, we'll we'll take it from there, meaning we'll know more about like the seeding with the tiebreakers and all that stuff. But. uh the Sixers would be in third place with a win tonight. But you look at the, the Bulls record. I mean, excuse me, roster, or starting lineup. You have Otto Porter Jr., who was acquired in a trade from the Washington Wizards. Laurie Marketing, all right, seven-foot power forward. 
from the University of Arizona. T.J. McConnell's familiar with him. Another Arizona guy. You have Robin Lopez, who I think is a beast. And I'm talking about a beast in regards to being a physical presence role player. Zach Levine, guy I already talked to y'all about, and Chris Dunn, right? You know, people remember Chris Dunn from Providence. Um, there was, you know, thought that the 76ers would, would draft him in a draft when, you know, when when one of those times when they had these multiple draft picks, but they couldn't get the trade. Um, but, you know, he's, uh, you know, it was going to be, the same year, I believe, yeah, the Ben Simmons year, like they was going to get Ben number one. And people thought, you know, they would possibly uh, trade up and and get Chris Dunn um, to go with Ben. At the point, you know, there was thoughts of Ben being a, a quote-unquote um, a stretch four not a point guard. He would just be, you know, a, a athletic Draymond Green type, right? Well, last night they lost one hundred five to ninety six in Indiana. You know, you, you look at Zach Levine. He had twenty seven points, right? He was two for six on threes, five for seven from the foul line, right? You know, so he had 27 points. But then you look at um, Lowry Marketing. He had 14 points. He had 13 rebounds. Robin Lopez had 20 points. You know, um, Chris Dunn only had five points. He was two for nine shooting. But then Arch, Ryan Archidiacono, a guy from... You know, Nishamity High School went to Villanova. He seems like he's been playing a guy who was kind of like a dude who, you know, he started out in the Spurs system. Um, two-way guy. Then he, then he, well, that was even before that. You know, he was in the G League playing for them. And then he, you know, he. next thing you know, he's a, uh, He goes to the Bulls two-way, and then he just starts balling. I mean, he had eight points, six rebounds, two assists, played 24 minutes. You know, I saw some of that game on my phone yesterday. And, um, I mean, I don't know. I just like his leadership. And I'll be honest with you. I didn't know how his game translated as a pro. I didn't. You know, I saw him being a scrappy guy at at Nova, but I just didn't know how his game translated. I know he was a a heady point guard, you know, an assist guy, but I didn't know how his game translated, and I didn't know if he was athletic enough. And I tell you, he's, he's really impressed me in his role. So... You know, you look at this team, the Sixers should win this game. They should. Um, but I do expect Zach Levine to have a big game. I think Robin Lopez is going to be uh, physical with the Sixers. 
you know, Otto Porter, when he starts hitting threes, he was one for five yesterday. But if he starts getting those shots, it, it could be scary for the Sixers. And marketing is a – that's going to be a good matchup between him and Tobias. But he gets his points too. I mean, yesterday he was one for seven. So if you look at Otto Porter, one for five, look at marketing, one for seven. If they make half of those – I mean, they make a couple more threes – the game could be different, would have been different. But, you know, here's a team that lost two in a row right now coming into this game. But at the same time, I'm not, if I'm the Sixers, I'm not going to sleep on them, regardless of their record. We know that they're struggling, but they've been playing better this year, the, the latter part of the season. They're starting to come together a little bit. So the Sixers will win, but if I'm, the Sixers, I'm not sleeping on them. All right. Lastly, I want to talk about basically, you know, this road trip. Now, you know, I'm a appreciative of my boss for giving me this because, you know, telling me to come up. Because typically at this particular time, I would be at the airport or at least heading to the airport getting ready to hop on a flight to come out here because well, what they want you to do is they always want you to take the first flight out just in case you have a problem, especially coming to Chicago. You want to take the first flight out, and you what you do is we'll get here early. You hope and pray that a room is available for you um, to check in, and then you take a little nap, and then you get up. You know, and then you head over to the arena. And in a way, sometimes it can be stressful a little bit just because, you know, you, you, you don't get home from the game. Because, like, when the game is over, let's say 930, you got to do the media availability. You go in the locker room. You talk to Brett Brown. You go back to the podium to, to uh, talk to, like, the, the guys who they bring to the uh, media room. You come back. You write your story. You know, the last deadline is like 1130. And what I typically do is I would get up early um, in the morning. I do my podcast and then I rewatch the game. I watch the game. I tape all the games and I watch them. And then that helps me, you know, see certain things when I do my best and worst awards and I do my observations. Well, then can you imagine that, doing all that and rushing to to get a flight to come here? And then, you know, I'll get here and hope and pray that um, my room is ready. And then from that point, go upstairs, maybe get one, two hours sleep. And then I'm back at it. So, you know, I'm appreciative of my boss. I hate missing games, though, but at the same time, I know it's best for my body. Like, the team, they travel, like, right after the game. So they got here you know, maybe, like, I want to say maybe 2, something in the morning, whatever, or 1. And what they do is, I mean, I, you know, it's like they, like soon the game is over with, an hour later, you know, they're like, first bus, first bus, let's get out of here. And they'll get their rest. But, you know, me, I would have to drive home, like, take a quick nap, what have you get up early in the morning and, and do the things I told you that I do. So, um, you know, that's the life of a beat writer. 
you hate missing games because you always want to be around. But, um, you know, from here, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll rest up today, you know, go over some stuff, do my notebook, um, head over to the arena, cover the game, and then get up tomorrow morning, do the stuff I told you about, um, rewatch the game, do my podcast, and then I'm hopping on a plane, going to Houston, and then, uh, you know, file an off-day story once I get to Houston. But I want to thank you all for listening, and have a great day.